Hola everyone! Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes, or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Hola everyone! Welcome back to the podcast. So for this episode's topic, we will be discussing why life's detours matter. So I'd like to introduce to you our guest for this episode. She graduated with BS in Development Communication from the University of the Philippines, Los Baños. After graduation, she worked in two TV stations in the Philippines and started her own business in her early 20s. She became a freelancer in corporate events as a writer, producer, and handled several movie promotions. She had a significant career shift to the podcast industry as a podcast editor and manager during the pandemic. She handles more than 10 podcasts and is also a podcast coach with 5,000 enrollees in less than a year, along with a community of 3,000 podcast freelancers. Please welcome Glaze Gonzalez. Hello! Hi, Mia! Hi, Grace! Without further ado, let's dive into the questions. So the first question is, to dig deeper from your introduction, can you share with us your experiences that led you to your freelance journey? From college, I remember I was just asked. So I graduated from UPL. So, you know, when you graduate, there are job fairs and stuff, right? I remember, I think I just went there just to experience it. But I remember there's someone who asked, someone from my network who asked me, where do you want to work? ABS or in GMA? Okay, I want to work in GMA because I've heard that the working environment there is better. So I chose GMA and lo and behold, after a few months, I'm in GMA working. I don't know if, if I even had an interview. What I remember is when I went there, I was so shocked because they scheduled me for 5 a.m. Imagine that, 5 a.m. I'm thinking, what's this? Is this an interview? 5 a.m.? Is that really how they work? And funny, because when I went there, it's already the taping. So yeah, that's why it's 5 a.m. That's how I started my work. After GMA, I was recruited in ABS-CBN. I think that was the time that I was already thinking of a career shift because I remember when I was in GMA, I was in post-production. But what I really wanted to do was to write. That's what I really wanted to do. But I was also interested in post-production. But of course, it's still my passion to write. So I wanted a career shift and at that time, I realized it wouldn't happen if I stay in GMA. It would happen, but it would take longer. So when ABS even told, they know how to, how to offer you something. I even asked them, did I apply? Where did you get my CV? <laughs> they cannot answer. 
And they said, I didn't apply, but they have my CV. Lo and behold, went to ABS. And then at that time, I was already thinking about career growth and not just career growth, but also financial matters. I was already computing. I'm the kind of person who computes so much. So I'm thinking for me to reach my goals, I don't think I can achieve it that fast if I just stay here. Well, my game plan in life was really to be in CNN or BBC. But after some time, it led me to establishing my own business. So I started my business while, while I was still in ABS-CBN. That led me to do freelance because I had to resign. I think I resigned after a year of doing a part-time business, part-time and then ABS. Because I cannot really do it simultaneously. So that's the time I did freelance because I've already built my network. So I get recommendations and I get offers to manage projects and stuff outside television. That is the time that I was introduced to the world of freelancing. But not online freelancing, but events and stuff. So these are corporate events because there are events like weddings, right? But these are different, like fashion shows, small shows, runs, things like that. That's what led me to freelancing. So I did so many things, I think. 2019, because I've already established like my name in the industry, I was actually fully booked for 2020. I like have movie promotions in line. I have events. I, have, I actually have some weddings for friends. And we all know what happened. 2020, the pandemic happened. Everything was canceled. Can you imagine at that time? Of course, at first, we thought it's just temporary, right? Mm -hmm. That it would just last for a few months and then it will all go back to normal. But we all know what happened there. It didn't really go back to normal. So I was thinking when, when I already felt that this is going to take long, longer than what we're expecting. So I began planning. A friend of mine suggested, what if I go home to Batangas? Because at that time, all my projects are online. At that time, I was part of the workshop for regal films, for film script writing. So I can just do it online. I really write scripts. And at that time, I tried to double on movie for film scripts. So I went home. I gave up everything in Manila. So I reestablished myself. But when I went home, I didn't really know yet what I will do. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. That's the effect of the pandemic, that nothing is sure anymore. But maybe at that time, my hope really is just God will make a way for me. I just said to that, I was trying to do business, but nothing really clicks. I get projects, writing projects, but those are just temporary. I think because the industry also suffered, the movie and the television industry also suffered. So I don't get permanent projects. So at the time, I was just thinking, what what would I do next? What would I do next? And mm -hmm. I was just praying. Mm -hmm. And then one time, a friend of mine asked me if I can still accept writing projects. If how's my schedule? And of course, my, my schedule is a bit free. I'm willing to accept things. I said, okay, yes, let's, let's try. Let's see it. And then my friend told me that the owner of the company who's looking for a writer is actually from the Philippines also. 
It's just that she she married and she stayed in U.S. in Ohio. So when she told me who it was, it so happened that I also know the person. So I know her from church. So we talk. So she needs a writer. She has a podcast. She has an agency. So that's where it started. So I started in doing freelance writing in her company. So it started there. And because she has a podcast, one of the writings that I have to accomplish is writing show notes for mm-hmm. her podcast. So that is my first introduction to the podcast industry, writing show notes. And then after some time, I think she observed that I like what I'm doing. And then she asked me, please, would you like to try to learn audio editing? If you like it, then maybe you could just handle the whole podcast. Because she's saying that she wants someone in charge of the whole thing. So mm-hmm. she doesn't have to assign to many people. Like one person for editing, one person for show notes. So mm-hmm. if I can do it, she'll just give it to me. So I tried it. I tried it. I had tutorials and stuff. So I felt like I was being paid to learn at that time. So I learned it immediately. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I also came from video editing when I was in television. So maybe it was just a natural thing for me, for the editing. It's actually easier than video editing. And I loved it. I never got bored. It makes me happy. You know, when I cut the audio, I edit it, and I choose which ones that needs to be out for promotion. Mm-hmm. So it just excites me. And then, because that happened, my friend told me, okay, how about you handle everything? So I started managing that podcast, editing, managing it. And then it also happened that at that time, I think I was just in the right time and in the right place. That was the perfect timing. Because, of course, during the pandemic, the podcast industry also was booming. After the initial struggle, it boomed, actually. After some time, I think before 2020 uh, ends, I think I have like four podcasts that I'm handling. And it's funny because what happened was at that time, there was Wi-Fi problem. I think Converge had a problem with their connection. So thank you, Converge. <laughs> at that time, I, I'm using a different Wi-Fi provider. So there are a lot of deadlines that I had to get. And I got all the podcasts. After that, those clients asked who handled their podcast for that particular week. And they were asking if I could handle their podcast permanently. So that's where it started. So I asked first if those who are handling are okay with that. And it turned out it's not their passion. (laughs) And they are happy to give it to me. So I got all the podcast tasks. And that's the time that I decided that I will niche in the podcast industry. And because it's very interesting, like when I was handling the podcast, I learned so many things because there are different kinds of podcasts. There are podcasts for business, for coaching, and for for different stuff. And I love learning. So it really spoke to me as I was dabbling in it because I'm very interested and I became very passionate in it. I started researching. I started entering circles of podcast industry. And that's the time that I was introduced to it. I was in the circle. I learned so many things. I saw the high demand for it. When 2021 came, 
I think at that time it ballooned to like eight. The number of podcasts that I'm handling doubled. And some of those are launching. And they're, some of the clients are actually requesting for me. I don't know how they know me, but they were requesting for me. But at that time, that's also the time that I realized I can't do it all. Like, I cannot handle all the demands. So, I was asked by the company owner to train other other people to do the editing and podcast management. So, that was my first experience of the training for podcast editing. I had an online, like, a webinar. So, I trained them. So, some of them are handling different podcasts already. That was the time when... I was thinking, you know, I'm so burdened because I remember the latter half of 2021, some people are being forced to go back to work. And I can see it in my news. People are anxious about it. They're like, we still don't want to go out, but we have to because we have to earn for our family. And at that time, I had this burden that, oh my gosh, I am so blessed. I, I really thank God for that blessing because I'm earning well and I'm just safely at home. And at that time, because I know that there is a high demand for it, I was thinking, what if I can also share this to other people? What if I can also help them get into this? At that time, I don't have any idea yet how I will do that. But I just had that one desire, which is to share that skill to share the blessing that I have for other people to have that opportunity to work at home and earn well at their own pace, at their own time. And lo and behold, the Lord blessed me with someone with a business partner whose expertise is into online courses. And that person asked me if I wanted to partner up with him and we will create the online course for podcast editing. So that's what happened. At that time, I wasn't expecting anything. I just created the module. I just tweaked it because I had the module already, the one I used for the training for the company. So I just tweaked it. And then, okay, I said, I will record myself. And at that time, I'm actually torn because I don't want to be in front of the camera. So I have so many insecurities. But I think the desire to just share what I know so at the time, I don't have any expectations. I remember I was thinking, if there are 100 students who will enroll in my online course, I'd be very, very happy. Because that means I'm touching 100 lives. That's 100 families who will have opportunity, right? Because if you help someone to have a job, then you are also helping the family of that person one way or another, right? That was just my desire, my sort of goal, to have at least 100 enrollees. And I remember because we promoted the course a month before we will launch it formally. So I was recording. We were already pre-selling the courses. I remember we launched the course April 2021, but we started promoting March and my partner was so passionate about it. He was sending me the number of enrollees per day. And, you know, this is so overwhelming for me because I remember my goal was just 100, right? I think a week into promoting it, we have 
more than 100 enrollees per day. Actually, the website had a problem. It crashed because at the time, there were 1,500 students who are trying to access it at the day of the launch. So imagine that from my goal of 100 to like 1,500. So we had to adjust and do everything. We had to upgrade the website and stuff, which those are technical things that I don't really know about. But my partner just handled it. I just handled the community. Because I know that the students have questions, like they have further questions for me. Because of course, the pre-recorded course is just the basic. Of course, they will still have questions. I decided to build the Facebook community group, and then that's where the community started. So when we launched it, it was 1,500. As of the moment, I think we're. I don't know if we reach 5,000 already, but it's very close as of the last time I checked. A lot of the people in the community. So the community, not not everyone who got the course also entered the community. So we have like close to three thousand people in the community, and a lot of them got projects already. I am very happy when they message me that, hey Miss Grace, I got your course. I'm already doing editing, so it makes me so happy that a lot of them got projects and I. Had my first internship program. It was just a trial. I have four people, and those four people have jobs right now in the podcast industry. Some are podcast managers. Also, I'm just so overwhelmed, and I'm so joyful that I have a lot of people. I was able to help with the little that I have. I was able to reach out to these people. People that I don't know, they're from different places. Some are from Mindanao, from Visayas, and otherwise I wouldn't have met them if not for the course. When they reach out to me and thanking me, I'm like really thanking the Lord for the opportunity to help because it's not my work. That's what I've realized. Because if it's just me, I just go for 100. But because it's the Lord's work, then it reached the 5,000 mark and. I think it's multiplying. The effect of it is multiplying. Of course, they have jobs. And when podcasters or clients reach out to me and ask me if I can refer someone, so that's another thing. I'm also helping those clients. Yeah, and right now that's what I'm enjoying it. I am doing it right now. I'm handling more than ten podcasts in different capacities, meaning. Some I'm managing, some I'm just editing, or some I'm just delegating, or I'm just writing the show notes. It's so fun because I think I just had a post a few days ago that I woke up at 3 a.m. because I have a meeting. I was planning to sleep after that, but then I have this new podcast that we're gonna launch, and I just tried to like check it, and I didn't even notice the time. I was already editing the first episode, and like. Wow, I'm still in honeymoon stage with the podcast industry, and I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, so that's my long story, Mia. Yeah, thank you, Glaze. Yeah, actually, you had a lot of experiences from being in a corporate job of handling corporate events, being a writer, being a producer, and to promoting movies. To now, you became a podcast editor. And then podcast manager, and now a podcast coach. So with all of those things, like you shifting from one industry to another that is completely different, and you learning it while you are doing it, 
What are your key takeaways from those experiences or from those detours that you had to go through? How did it help mold you in terms of your character? Well, Mia, that's a very, very good question, you know, because I've been contemplating on that, actually. We grew up in a generation where our parents are used to staying at one place for a long time. Like, if this is your course, this is what you should do. If you're in this company, you should be there for a long time until you retire. So you reap all the benefits. I think they are after the quote-unquote security of that job, like the benefits, the pay, so that you would be well in the future, right? You would be sustained. Yes, I think that's correct, their mindset. Yeah. yeah, and I understand that. The thing is, it is different now, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it still affected us in some ways. Because of course, if that's what our parents think, or that's what society thinks that we should do, then we have this sense of, Am I doing it wrong? Mm. So I had that question also for myself for some time. Like, what am I doing? Am I not being committed? Am I not easily satisfied? And is that a bad thing? Am I really someone who just starts something and don't finish it? So we have those insecurities and those questions in our minds. I think this is important to share because I'm sure a lot of people in our generation has this thinking also. Like, I know they are open and stuff, but there's that nagging feeling that maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I can't do anything longer. And I will share this just to encourage because I've been there. I'm going through it. And this is what I'm going to tell you. All the experiences that you have is preparing you for that one extraordinary thing that you are meant to do, okay? Because looking back, I was thinking, okay, how does it connect? I was in television. I did business. I was into distribution. My business isn't about coaching. My business isn't about events. My business was into distribution of skincare gadgets and supplements it really doesn't connect if you will look at it that way but you know i realized that everything made sense eventually because if you will look at it some people are asking me how did you do it why are you so fast in your growth in the podcast industry is it luck or something and i believe in blessing but i don't believe in luck I believe in hard work and preparation. You know, sometimes preparation is not something that you know about, actually, or you plan. There are things that you do that you don't know is preparing you for something. When someone asked me that, why am I so fast in this industry? So I look back. Everything that I've been through helped me to fast-track my journey. Because I remember that I was in television. I was doing editing. So somehow, I understood the industry. The lessons I learned from editing is helping me here. And also because I was at events and promotions and stuff. So I also know about promotion. Somehow, I know how to promote myself, promote my course, promote the podcast. And when I was doing business, I learned early on that 
network is everything. Your relationship with people will take you places. Because I think the reason why I have these clients who are with me for so long, when I started in the podcast industry until now, they are still my clients and we still love each other. <laughs> I think the reason is because of that learnings of how to build the relationships. And maybe that is also helping me like when I meet new clients, prospective clients, like how I build that relationship. So those things I learned from doing business. Well, because doing business, you go through a lot of things. I've been bankrupt, lost money. I lost a lot of things. I lost relationships. I've been through it all. So I built up my resilience. I'm also more careful now in terms of my decision making. I know how to get the right partners. I know how to make plan B. I know how to choose the right people. Well, not 100%, but somehow. I know how to deal with people. I know how to be compassionate. Because I've been there. I've been the person who doesn't have a permanent income. I've been a person who's looking for an opportunity. Who's looking for... Oh my gosh. Why am I being emotional about this? Yeah, because I understand where maybe the reason why I love my community so much because I've been where they are. So I've been that person who is willing to work, but just looking for an opportunity to prove myself. Maybe that's the reason why I'm so passionate about providing opportunities for them because I know that some people just need that opportunity for them to prove themselves. That's why I think I'm very happy when they reach out to me and tell me that, you know, we're very thankful. We've been introduced to the podcast industry. We're having projects. It makes me just so happy. Maybe that's why, that's the cause for these tears. <laughs> I'm just very happy about it. To tell you the truth, I still want to do a lot of things. I still want to further this. Sometimes it's just challenging because of the time. I'm handling so many podcasts. I have so many work. I have so much in my plate, but there's so much to do. I think the pandemic gave us that challenge to help more people. Because before, we do not notice these things, that there are people who are struggling. But because of the pandemic, it was magnified. Hey, look around. People around you need help. And I think all of us have that opportunity and have that capacity to help other people if we will just be open to it, even if we have our own problems. I just want to say how thankful I am because I'm one of the people that you've blessed with what you do. Like I'm one of those recipients. I'm blessed enough to have met you and be able to witness the love, the passion that you have. And it's very inspiring for me in all honesty. And I've shared with you I really do admire you for what you do, for who you are and what you represent. You know this, I've shared with you one of my lowest points in life where I felt like I'm an imposter. In terms of my detours in life, am I really in the place where I'm supposed to be? Because I feel like I'm not yet stable at this age, you know, just like our parents mentioned to us that you have to have that stable job at this age, you have to be married. Those have-tos at this age in my life, I feel pressured. I feel pressured that I have to be stable, that I have to have a family already. But 
at this point, I don't have those things. So I felt frustrated in where I am. I felt, is this really what I want to do? I'm still looking for that passion of mine, aside from the podcast. And then I shared with you this, that I feel fear, I feel frustrated, I feel anxiety, and all of the negative things. And I remember this deeply, that you shared with me your story of your detours and it really inspired me that wow i thought glaze is someone who just simply knew what she was doing and just make the most out of it but in reality you had to go through a lot of detours in order for you to be in where you are right now and i thought that's like a clear path you have to have that clear path in order for you to have like a successful life quote unquote but after you share that with me i felt encouraged that's why I invited you on this podcast because this podcast is really to encourage those people who don't know what to do in life or don't know what to do in where they are right now to just simply try, even if you fail, right? In all of your detours, I'm sure you have a lot of failures that help you. So many. Or, yeah, that propel so you to where you are right now, right? And you encourage me to just simply try and you also encourage me to fail, because in that failure, you learn compared to you just succeeding. Yes, su success is, is a good feeling to have, but you don't learn as much compared to failure. And that's really what I want to share with you right now, that I really do appreciate you from that talk we had. I really do felt encouraged, and now I'm still doing the podcast. I invited you to be a guest so that to share that encouragement that I don't want to keep it to myself, but rather I would really want other people to also be encouraged by you, by what you do and the learnings that you've learned and, and just simply give value to other people. So thank you, Glaze. Thank you also for this opportunity because we all want people to be encouraged, right? And I know that's also one of my calling, like really to encourage people and I thank you for this platform. I thank you the, for giving me the opportunity also to reach other people mm -hmm. whom I won't reach otherwise. I'm sure your your listeners don't know me. In some way, this can encourage them. Then I'll be very, very thankful. A few days ago, I'm having my Bible reading. And I was in that part where Jesus was going to speak to a crowd. At that time, something spoke to me in that passage differently. The title of the passage was The Feeding of 5,000. But before that, it was actually about the death of John the Baptist. So the passage started with Jesus actually grieving. He was also going through some tough times. Because of course, he loves John the Baptist, their cousins and their friends, right? And at that time, he was grieving. He's sad. But when he saw that the crowd needs him to be there for them, he did it. He spoke to the crowd, even became very compassionate if they're hungry, if they're tired. I think it just tells us something that we all are going through different struggles. We are going through different types of grief, especially at this time. It just reminded me, even if you are going through that, there are still a lot of people who you can help. So I think that's what I just remembered for this session. That mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to encourage your listeners that even if you're going through something right now, just hold on. You know, this too shall pass. 
<laughs> so that's true. As yeah. long as you're alive, we still have that silver lining. We still have that life. This is just part of the story. Mm. And there's no worthy story that didn't go through something difficult. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. as you've said earlier, we learn more from failures than from success. This is a cliche, but it's true that success is also sweeter if you've been through difficult times. Yeah, and just to add with what you said about your failures, your detours, your experiences, I was also reminded that people who went through a lot of difficult times are the most happiest and the most appreciative because they have gone through a lot of valleys that develop them, see things from a different perspective, see things from a much more compassionate perspective because they understand the hardship of what they had to go through in life. And in that hardship, they're able to connect with a lot of people compared to those who have a lot of success in their repertoire. Just the same as in my experience in my life, where I share that I went through like anxiety and hardship, just like what you did. You also shared with me that you also go through that same thing, which I didn't know about until you shared it with me. So I felt much more comforted. And at the same time, it helped me connect with you on a different level that developed our relationship in a deeper way, which I really do appreciate. So now it really does help me in such a way whenever I'm in those situations of, am I really in the right track? Or is this really what I want to do? So in that aspect, instead of me being discouraged about, no, I don't know what to do or I don't know this yet, but... I reword that question in my mind that, okay, I don't know what to do, but I will learn it. And even if I fail, it's okay. I learn from that failure. And in a way, do it differently. That would work this time. So in a way, it's a much more positive perspective as compared to a negative one. Because when you doubt yourself, how would you expect yourself to grow? Instead of you encouraging yourself without even other people encouraging you, the most important thing is you're the one who is your number one supporter. That is the number one important thing. Aside from you depending on God, you have to also do your part in learning, in exploring, in encouraging yourself. And with that, you're also able to bless other people just like what you did. You had to learn a lot of things by yourself. And then eventually, when you were ready or you were exposed to a much bigger community, you're able to help them because you went through what they are going through right now. So in a way, you just went ahead and you're able to now be a blessing to other people. So just to add with what you said. So to end the podcast episode, what encouraging word or sentence would you want to share with those who are listening to the podcast right now? To the one who's listening to this, there is no accident. You are listening to this because there's a reason for it. I don't know where you are in your life right now. But just have that hope because you are where you are supposed to be in right now. No matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult, no matter how hopeless you think it is, you are where you are supposed to be at the moment. Hold on to that thought that one day you will tell yourself, oh, that's why. That's why I've been there. And you will look at it and you will just smile. So just hold on to that thought, to the future you. 
when in you are in that point where you are broken hearted no matter what the reason is may it be your family your career or a significant other maybe about love life or what tell this to yourself i know this will be difficult i know this is painful it may be long but one day it will end that day will come you will be over it like you will just wake up one day and the pain is not there and and you are in a different place that you are stronger you are better imagine that future self that you will look up to ask yourself who do i look up to i ask myself that am i someone whom my 18 year old self will look up to and you know the answer is yes wherever you are right now what you can practice is go back to your previous experiences and instead of remembering the bitterness the pain everything that's negative try to pluck out things that you will get from it when i had this heartbreak this is what i feel this is what i will get from it this is what i discovered about myself like oh i'm still alive i can still love i can still be compassionate i can still learn you will get a lot of things in your journey so get that like even if you're so hurt right now sometimes it helps talk to the future self like please you know i know you will be great but right now i'm just disappointed right now i'm just hurt can i just rest because if i don't rest right now you will not look good in the future mm. <laughs> you will have your wrinkles <laughs> And your skin will sag. So let me rest for now. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. Yeah, when I think I, about that, I'm like, yeah, my, my future hmm. self will thank me. I have to sleep. I have to drink water. Yeah, um, yeah. That's good. In a way, you have to really acknowledge that you are not feeling okay or you're not where you're supposed to be, but that's okay. Because hmm. as human beings, we're just limited in our energy, in our abilities, in Yeah, that's really a practical tip that you have given us and especially me. Actually, one of the things that I also did previously, I made the list of since I'm single, I made the list of what I want for a potential partner or a life partner. And one what? of the advice that I've received that is very helpful is be that list. Like I want my potential spouse to be someone who works out all the time, not because they want to have a good body but rather a healthy lifestyle right you work out for the purpose of you wanting to be a good father or mother someday that you're able to work out with your kids someday as compared yeah. to you just simply limited in your weak body because we all have just one body or one temple that we have been entrusted with take good care of it as long as you can so if you're listening to this and you also are interested how to do freelance how is that working you know just reach out to me follow me in my instagram my handle is at life with glaze follow me and dm me i answer all messages especially if they need help and if they want to learn more about podcast editing if they're interested to try it just go to www.lifewithglaze.com you can enroll it's very affordable because we had people who have no work at this time in mind when we produced that course so it's very affordable 
and the opportunities that you will get after finishing that course is just limitless. You can join the community after. So we help each other. We post jobs there. We post projects. And also with that, you know, Mia, you're with me in this. I'm establishing my podcast management services. We will be catering to different clients locally and internationally. If you're a podcaster or you know someone or you want to be part of this, then just let me know. Again, just DM me. I'm currently producing my next course because the first one was podcast editing. This next one is about podcast management. So it's a bigger scope. It will not just be available here in the Philippines, which is such a blessing. Stay tuned for that because it's not yet finalized. I'm still on the production stage. And also, I will be launching with Mia's help, my podcast. Okay, it will come like early next year. So, yeah, it's all about, it's talking about the podcast industry, especially the behind the scenes, the post-production. So all the tips that you need to know, all the new things that can help you, especially if you have clients. So if you want to learn more on how you can help them, or if you're also planning to be in the podcast industry, so that could help. These are future projects. Right now, what's existing is the online course, the podcast editing. If you want to know more and you want to be updated, just follow me on Instagram and say hi. And let me know if you've encountered me through Mia's podcast because I take note of that. Let's see, maybe we can be sponsors or something or we can collaborate or whatever. Anything, even if you just need encouragement, you just need someone to talk to, you're in in that part of your life we're in. I think I need to talk to someone. Okay, just message me. No problem. I'm I'm super busy, but yeah, if the Lord wants me to talk to you, then of course, we will give time. And just remember, just maybe last step, be faithful with what you have right now. Okay? Whatever it is that's given to you right now, be committed to it. Be faithful because you know when you're faithful with the little, you will be entrusted with something bigger. If you have a blessing right now that you have, just be thankful for that. And I think that's also the recipe for being joyful, for happiness. Because I remember last time we had this fellowship where I do the freelance with the company. We were talking about gratitude and we were into breakout rooms. And I've been honest with them that, you know what, I'm a very grateful person. Maybe that's the reason why I'm so happy also. I wasn't always like that. You may hear it a lot of times about being grateful, but you know, it sounds cliche, but sometimes cliches, there's a reason why they're cliches, but because they're true, they're real. Just accept where you are right now, accept that you're where you're supposed to be, but you will not stay there. There's hope. So just do what you can. Be your best self at the moment. Thank you, Blaze. Thank you for your wonderful insights and valuable inputs. I, again, appreciate you for being here, for making time. And again, like what you shared, be thankful with your blessing. So I thank you for being a blessing, not only me, but to those who are listening to the podcast right now. And see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encouraged to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encouraged to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!